Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Today we're talking to a young man who was born with cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy is caused by abnormal development or damage of parts of the brain that control movement, balance, and posture. And most often the problems occur during pregnancy. However, they may also occur during childbirth or shortly after birth. Often the cause is unknown. And here to tell us his story is Seth Green of Tennessee. Seth, we appreciate you doing this. Thanks very much. Oh, no problem, sir. It's a pleasure to be on. Seth, I want to ask you, what what's it like for you growing up with cerebral palsy? Uh, well, uh, when I was little, people would think, you know, children that are young say around the age of like seven to eight years old would have a rough time um with it but the shriners hospital uh they really did a great job of handling my um my disability and taking care of me and uh, making sure that I was, you know, comfortable, you know, in my surroundings and uh, worked with me very well. But um, as time went on and I got up, you know, into um, late elementary school and to middle school and high school, started uh, getting uh, made fun of from people that uh, didn't really show compassion if you want to uh call it that but um i uh just started um getting made fun of more and more and um it was really taking the toll on me to where i didn't uh want to go outside and play or hang out with my friends anything like that and just stay in my room and I just felt like that I needed to do something before um, you know I started going crazy so um, when I finally started to stick up for myself so to speak I found myself hanging out with a group of people that smoked cannabis and everything and so they saw me as just a normal human being um, and I automatically latched myself on to those people because they was uh, sticking up for me in school one of the things about being a kid and having a dis- disability is, boy, you can really be teased by other kids, and it's based on ignorance. Yeah, uh, and till this day, you know, some people ask me, Seth, 
are you still mad at them? And I always tell them, no, I'm not. It's just because uh, either their parents raised them wrong or that, you know, kids will be kids and almost every kid will go through a phase where they're in some type of trouble in some way. Seth, when you were younger, were you, like, what kind of physical limitations did you have as a result of this? Were you in a wheelchair? Were you able to walk? Were you, did you have spasticity? Boy, that Uh, was tough, but I did it. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I had, um, I I was not in a wheelchair. I was able to walk because I would go to Shriners every year to get Botox and it would help my muscles some uh, and it would help me to walk a little bit better and uh, every year I would get fitted for a new brace and so uh, yes I could walk but I had uh, a little bit of a limp because my right hip is actually turning inwards and so that's why I'm walking with a little bit of a uh, limp and so that was one of the limitations and then um the one one of the other other things was uh my arm it would stick out um like i was gonna get arrested but i couldn't bend it so Mm. it would just stick out like a tree branch or or something like that and so uh that was the only limitations uh, physical wise other than me being able not to um, talk um, and say stuff properly uh, sometimes. Okay, so it did affect your speech as well. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It, I noticed and, too, you know, I was reading that at 13 you developed MS and, yes. and also experienced your first seizure then. And also, yes. and then not long after that, scoliosis. Yeah, um, when I first had my uh, very first seizure, uh, the not before, I I got a migraine headache, and I've always had migraine headaches, and it just seemed like uh, a old regular headache, and. It got worse as the night went on, and I woke up about, I don't know, 7 o'clock in the morning, and I told my mom that, you know, I'm going, you know, to use the bathroom because I felt so sick to my stomach. And so, as I was closing the door to go into the bathroom, my mom looked at me, and she could see my eyes going and rolling in the back of my head and I fell down and hit uh, the shower door and that was the last thing I remember and (laughs) they said I was actually my heart stopped for about 45 seconds because uh, where it was the very first seizure I ever had and my mom ever experienced 
she did not know what to do. And so when she seen I was bleeding out the mouth uh, from biting my tongue, she didn't know whether to roll me over on my side or, or not. So uh, the blood um, clogged up my air passage for about, well, close to a minute. And uh, my heart uh, stopped because when I woke up, uh, I had my mom next to me and then I had uh, the EMS people next to me and they was just asking me all kinds of questions and I seen that uh, the heart paddle things out but I seen that that they weren't used so I you know was asking them about that and they said that you was turning blue and purple and not even breathing and so we was about to use these paddles and then they said once we turned you over to your side so much blood rushed out of my my mouth and that's what saved me Mm. wow bad enough for you to be dealing with cerebral palsy but to have all of this on top of it how, how did you cope with all that Oh, well, uh, at first, dealing with it, uh, with that first seizure, um, I did not uh, realize the extent it would have on me. And when I started developing seizures and having all of these grandma seizures, it was causing me, um, my body, to twist and turn and so many ways and that's how I developed the scoliosis and the the, uh, EMS but how I've dealt with it is just uh, where uh, I've grown up in church and I'm very religious I've got faith in God that he will help me through this and um, I just try to pretty much put myself in other people's shoes that has my illness because I'm very lucky to even be able to walk because there's so many other families out there uh, with children that has cerebral palsy and they cannot even do nothing. Were you on a bunch of medications as a child? As a child, I honestly do not recall being on too many types of medications because, um, like I said, I, I was not experiencing seizures or anything like that. So they just diagnosed me with a mild case of cerebral palsy. And, uh, but when I started having the seizures and all of the other illnesses started pouring in, so to speak, um, that's when, uh, that's when the doctors was putting me on so many different types of medications and everything. And when I would go home to look up the side effects of these medications that the doctors would be prescribing me, these side effects would be seizures, 
um, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, or insomnia, and I'm just like, well, that's another pill that you have to prescribe to me on top of that to help that. So I was up uh, 20 to 21 different types of medications. During this period, and you're taking all these medications, were you actually getting depressed? Oh, oh goodness, yes. Um, I was so depressed. I was sometimes I did not even think I didn't even know where I was. Some people probably don't know where I'm, I'm coming from when I say my head's cloudy. But when I was taking all these medications, yes, I was so depressed. And it made my head so cloudy to where I, I would act like I would, uh, would be drunk, per se. And to where you could not hold your head up. But I would still be, you know, in a, in a sober mind, so to speak. But I could not hold my head up. The front of my head would get so cloudy to where when I even try to open my eyes that the light and sound of everything would make it, it worse. So and you I felt think, like a zombie. Yes. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It, that's pretty much the closest thing I could say that I came to, you know, because I will give you an example. Um, I was in my room one night um, and I just got done finishing uh, my daily routine, so to speak, of looking up uh, med- uh, medical marijuana research and things like that. And um, I was watching television, and my mom uh, asked me if I wanted something to eat. And I don't know what happened, but I told her, you know, if she did not get out of the room that I was going to pretty much, you know, hurt her. And after that was said and everything, it it just seemed like, what did I just do? And I looked at my mom and I was like, I'm so sorry, mother. You know, I did not even really know what I was saying. What do you know? What did I did I really say that? I'm sorry. So yeah, the, the medicines really messed with my mind very very badly, and the doctors already knew this. They knew that you know that these medications would do this to me, even though that my brain was already messed up from the cerebral palsy and it, you know it it um, causing a stroke but they're willing to give me all these pills. During this time, Seth, did you ever think of suicide? Sometimes, um, yes. I, I, would, I would, I have to say yes. I would, I would think about suicide once in a blue moon, but um, like I said earlier, just I, I would look back at the people that I knew whose family that had cerebral palsy, one of their, you know, sons or daughters, 
that could not even talk or walk or nothing of that nature. And I would always remember my mom, my mom saying, you know, you're very lucky and blessed to be able to even walk and talk. Now, Seth, you said during the, uh, the earlier that you you got together with a, a group of friends and yes. uh, they smoked marijuana. Tell us about your cannabis use today and how that has assisted you. Uh, it has assisted me uh, very well, more than the government will ever know, especially my state. Uh, it has helped me so much to where, um, like I've said in a lot of my interviews, um, it has uh, saved my life in a lot of ways and and in other ways. It's gave me a reason to live because when I was having um, all of those seizures, at that young age, you know, I just felt like I could not do anything, you know, and I couldn't accomplish anything. I would always have to sit here and, you know, somebody take care of me, but I didn't want that. So when I started to find out the truth about cannabis and what all it really does help on the medical side and not just wanting to get high I found my new purpose because um, I've told many people I found a woman that is very close to me she uh, used to live in Kansas City Missouri and she has cerebral palsy and now she lives in California and she is able to do all of these things that I was wishing that I could do and when I seen that video it gave me a new life and a, a new aspect you know hey you you could do so much more like her and possibly educate more people about this plant and hopefully get them to understand and help them get it legalized because uh, it's helped me so much to where yes I I can't even explain it it's 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 been a godsend to me I was just reading you know one of the things I read Seth was that you have a hard time speaking because your throat feels tight and stuck but when you yeah. use cannabis, it helps open your throat. I mean, you know, listening to you, you do an amazing job speaking. I, I, if I didn't yeah, know yeah. that you had this issue, I, I wouldn't have noticed anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I do speak and I, I use cannabis, yes, thank the Lord uh, that I can um, speak and everything. Uh, when, when I do not use it and I go let's say one to three days without using cannabis I can kind of start seeing the effects 
taking its toll on me in the way of it working on my voice because I could sit down and talk and remember three or four days before and me talking normally and you know and then I won't be able to say hardly two or three sentences. Mm-hmm. No, you're doing uh, you're doing wonderfully well here, Seth. I want to ask you when you when you take cannabis, what? How do you take it? Uh, well, see, um, when I went out west to Colorado and a, a other bunch of places to uh, find out really what it did, uh, and I was just trying to educate myself about the plant so I could bring it back here to my area where I live and hopefully um, talk some sense into the elected officials. You know, that'll that'll be your biggest challenge. (laughs) Oh, yes. I mean, you think cerebral palsy is bad? Try and convince a politician that uh, cannabis is good. Yes, exactly. And I have just been, like I said, educating myself so much about about it because when always, um, let's let's say, always post things on my uh, Facebook site about cannabis, I'll, I'll have messages about. You know, does this work with this type of disability, or does it even help with this, you know, or that? I really don't have the answer for them. So when I went out west and started to educate myself, and I talked to some people while I was out there, and they said, you pretty much have to be your own doctor because you never know if this strain will help this person when it's the right strain for that illness, so to speak. Mm. So they pretty much said one strain that will work on this person may not work for you, so you've got to um, work on that. Yeah, it's very, very individualized. Exactly. So, do you just just smoke it, or do you do oil? Do you do edibles, or... Well, see, with me being in Tennessee, uh, it's it's very hard. And where I'm in the Bible Belt, it it even makes it a lot worse. Mm. Uh, Rapists uh, will get less, less and less years than a man or woman getting charged with marijuana. There was a couple of cases I've seen with people getting charged with marijuana, and they end up doing 20 years in prison, and a rapist is doing 5 to 10, maybe 12 years. You know, and so where it's so harder... For everybody to get it down here, for me, um, I will smoke it, and I have learned 
when I was out west that where I have got a autoimmune disease, I will have to um, probably ingest it a lot more because um, I know that uh, as I get older, um, the doctors at Shriners Hospital told me that you know, as I get older, my body will start shutting down and everything. And so with me, in my opinion, with me taking it uh, or ingesting it, I think will help me a lot more than just smoking it alone. But like where I said, where I'm in a illegal state, I have to get what I can. Yeah. You know, like if I have enough to make just a little bit of butter, I will use that. And if I don't, I'll, I'll have to smoke. Now, Seth, when you do take uh, marijuana, cannabis, when you do smoke, does it help uh, many of the symptoms that you have? Yeah, yes. Uh, well, and one of the, the main thing that it helps with is my pain and uh a lot of the elected officials, as you all know, will say that using marijuana for pain, you know, is just bull. You know, it's a way to it's an it's an excuse for you to use it. But I have not taken a actual prescribed pain pill in 13 years that is really what I benefit from cannabis using it is my pain because um, the doctors have told me that pain can bring on seizures as well how, how old are you today I'm 20 uh, 26 years old I'm about to turn 27 27 27 is it tomorrow that you're 27 uh, I'll be turning 27 July 1st. Okay, so coming up. And you you mentioned to me you're going on some kind of tour or something. Exactly. You want to tell us about that? Uh, well, it's it's just a, my, you know, a birthday tour, pretty much. We might go into Colorado to um, talk with some people. I got hooked up with a very, very wonderful person, uh, and me and her shares a lot of the illnesses except cerebral palsy uh, but uh, we share a lot of the same illnesses and we clicked automatically and so on this tour me and her are going out there possibly if my body is capable of letting me go you know I think when you get there Seth what you should do is really oil up yeah, you should uh, take yeah. as take as much cannabis as you can and see what that does for you. I mean, use yeah. because you're going to a legal state from an illegal state, and you should take advantage of that. Yeah, and uh, the, the the first time I, I went was so amazing because I actually got to go into a state where it was legal. And not have to worry about the wall passing you and turning on its blue lights and 
you getting paranoid just because you know you're smoking marijuana mm-hmm. and that took a lot of stress off of me it, it made me feel even better and the other uh, ways it made me feel better is just the main fact that you know I had all of these different strains that these big magazines talk about that uh, this strain helps for pain this strain helps for uh, these types of seizures or this strain helps for MS or or whatever have it and so I felt good enough to where you know I was in a state to where I did not have to choose between a natural substance, a natural uh, substance, mm-hmm. a a poison, and that's how I look at pills. Well, Seth, it's good that uh, you are you have. I think you have a great attitude now, and uh, the fact that you're you're going on a bit of a birthday tour to Colorado and uh, able to access. Uh, cannabis there legally I think uh, you may discover a few things about yourself and about cannabis that uh, will be beneficial for you in the future oh uh, yeah and the first time that I went it was just uh, like a pretty much just for me to get an introduction to it and just to see my surroundings and yes, I did get to go out, you know, to some places and talk and everything. But uh, as you said, uh, that's exa- exactly right. Um, I-, I feel once I do go back and keep going back, that I will gain a lot more knowledge for myself, but not only for, for myself, but for my family. That. Uh, is in favor of it and for the people of my state and just the elected officials in general wherever they might be Seth do you have a uh, web page if uh, people want to check you out or contact you I I just have uh, just uh, a regular Facebook fan page and then I've got my YouTube channel I'd like to keep it grassroots all the way if I can. It was a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, good luck in the future. Thank you very much for sharing your story. Uh, well, you're uh, very welcome, and it was a pleasure for being on here. Thank, Thank you, Seth, very, very much. Well, you're very welcome, and I hope you all enjoyed it, and you all have a good day. Thank you. And we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi. 
My name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.